generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in, you're listening to a very aggressive start to the Keep the Change podcast. It's quite a grunty song, eh? It's called Furious, and the singer sounds furious as yeah, well. Yeah, it's Ja Rule, it's from the very first Fast and Furious. Well done, gee, you're good. I thought we'd try and find a Fast and Furious type tune, and as soon as I played this one, you're like, oh, what's that one? Yeah, it just it triggered me, I was like, I know this one. <laughs> Have you watched every single Fast and Furious movie? Nah, I gave up on the last few. I think after Paul Walker died, it was... Uh it sort of got out of hand, eh? They brought the rock in and started flying to space and shit, so... Yeah, it's now a little bit hard to... I think there's another one coming out a little bit hard to believe half the time, eh? It's yeah. extreme. And it, it used to be more about the cars, and now it's about, like, the the action. The family. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. But um, what I... When I flew, where did I go? Melbourne. I watched the original Fast and Furious again on the plane. Oh, okay. Like, it's still a great movie, eh? Yeah. It's one of the one of the greats of all time. <laughs> one of the greats. Taz did actually say to me, she said, should one day we do a marathon of car, uh, Fast and the Furious watching? Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. You okay, just need to do. Good. You just need to do, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Taz. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to do one, two, Tokyo Drift and, and three. Well, send in your favourite Fast and the Furious <laughs> episode via the Instagram DMs or uh, look at keepthechange.co.nz. But in the meantime, mate, you were keen to discuss... Cars. Yeah, just a bone to pick, eh? You've got a bone to pick with me. Yeah. I like it. Let's roll. Because you are constantly saying that, I mean, what's your experience? You said that you see like guys in business all the time, right? And like one of their goals when you ask them about it is to have a cool, nice car, like a McLaren or a Ferrari or whatever it is. Yep. Um, half the country knows that I want a Lambo, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have been, I've listened to you a few times say that it's just because we've been sucked into marketing. Marketing, I do yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not. Okay, it's not. Nah. All right. So. Teach me. I think. Oh, you've got 68 notes here too. <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> I went <laughs> Good man, he's always prepared. Yeah, so I think it, it's not being sucked into marketing. I think um, buying a shitty car with a badge is marketing. So if you go buy a V-Dub Golf over a Toyota Corolla, then like that can be classed as marketing because you're buying the same car actually shitter, ah. but it does the same job because you're in the category where a car is just a tool. Okay. Yeah. So, because you know a shit ton more about uh, about cars than I do. So, is a a V Dub is a flasher version of a Toyota? Did you say? 
Well, that's what you believe because okay. you've been marketed to believe that. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. I see. Yeah. yeah. So it does the same job. It's four wheels. It gets you from A to B. It's cheap to run. Uh, it breaks down more. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're rubbish. Sorry. This is V-dub, V-dub, yeah, yeah. V-dub drivers out there. Um, and the reality is, is you could buy a Toyota Corolla for the same or less and it would do exactly the same job, but you don't. But you get a Toyota badge, you know, which isn't as cool. Uh, I see. So that's marketing. That is de- definitely is marketing. Yeah, yeah. But Porsche 911 GT3 RS, not marketing. Not marketing. No. Okay. Uh, very different. Okay. And I think my argument for it is, is so I started thinking about it, right? I've gone into work this morning early, and I'm like, how am I going to fucking explain this? Because it's a feeling that I get when I drive. And then I was like, oh, it's driving. Mm. So driving is a big part of the reason why what makes a, a expensive or flash or fast car special and not marketing not 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 necessarily just the car yeah but the feeling you get when you actually drive it um so mate i found this stanford university study <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> this took a turn and yeah i just went down this rabbit hole man so a group of scientists at stanford university published um, a paper on the human brain's attraction to risk. And this started by me Googling and finding out about, you know, why we like driving. Mm. And basically, we have a set of specific neural circuits that regulate our risk-taking behaviour. And when triggered correctly, uh, they send an alert to the other part of our brain which releases dopamine. And... It's driving is one of the, the the higher the risk, uh, the higher you're engaged, right? So you, the more you're focused. So the more risk you take, the more you're forced to focus and the more you're forced to engage, the more your heart rate steps up and the more dopamine that gets released. That's the scientific part of it. Yeah. And you can't really get that to the same level in anything else because everything else that does that to you is heavily regulated or probably illegal. Yeah, I see. Yeah, and it's one of the things that we snuck through the goalie, you know? Ah. Yeah. Gotcha. And So we get taught and we know that driving is actually very dangerous and risky. Yeah. And then subconsciously we kind of enjoy that a little bit or yeah. like we're, we're yeah. engaging in it. Yeah, and yeah. It, it triggers like your survival and, and thing, things in your brain that, that make you uh, take it more seriously once you, once you are... Um, engaged and focused and there's a, a heightened element of risk that basically fires off shots of dopamine and adrenaline and makes you feel good. So when you go to pass a car, say, you're increasing your risk. Yep. Do you get that feeling of, okay, can I actually, you're probably different, Schumacher over there, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, sometimes I'm like, fuck, is this passing lane long enough? And then there's a thousand things well not thousand but like usually three things like is the passing lane long enough do i have enough power and three yeah uh, i'm get, am i going to get caught but that's like yeah forcing you to start thinking of these things in real time high speed yeah which is like focus grabbing attention and engagement with what you're doing which blocks out thoughts of anything else definitely you know so that's actually what triggers the chemical formula in your brain to be like fuck that was fun yeah. You know? And um, sorry, ladies, I found out in the study from Stanford that it's more likely to affect men, which you're probably aware of. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell because guys are more into it than girls in cars. But um, yeah, so 
Now, because of that, and then I think most people can think back to when they were like 15 or 16 when you first start learning to drive, and it's very exciting. And I think there is also, in addition to that risk feeling and stuff, this is a part of it, but there's a, a liberation once you've got your license. There's a level of freedom that you haven't had access to before because instead of, you know, you can only walk so far in a day mm. <laughs> and then you get wheels and then you can drive across a country in a day. And I think that that feeling is one part of it and then the risk-taking is the other part of it and you combine those two. And if you can name another thing on the planet that allows you to do that and you can do it every day whenever you want that isn't illegal, be my guest. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to have a good think. It's a tough one, eh? Yeah. It's actually very timely because I've just finished a conversation with my business partner whose daughter is just turning 16. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, how'd the birthday go, etc." And I said, is 16, is that a big deal for people these days? He's like, mate, it's, I started getting a two-month countdown. <laughs> it was a month and 20 days. And I was like, oh, yeah, what, what happens at 16 that makes that so important? He said, I think it's been out of drive, getting a license. Yeah. And so I thought, yeah, it's probably your first real access to independence. And also, um, as she has earned more money, the thing that she wants to trade that money for is a car. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas we're older and we're like, don't do that. That's fucking going to chew up all of the cash that you've just saved. Yeah. Um, but it's probably that hunger for, cool, I don't need to rely on other people to get me around or whatever. I'm going to be able to make some of my own decisions. Yeah. And it's a way that we weave like independence into our own lives. Yeah, and I think... Freedom, like you say. Yeah, and it's like, when you're 16, it's like so liberating to be able to like go for a drive and not be in the passenger seat next to your mum and dad, right? There's like a, a sense of privacy because they can't see what you're doing. There's freedom. Like there's all of these things that match up to be like, fuck, this is like a completely new thing that you haven't had in your life before. Mm. You know, and I think... Um, some people stop at that part and then cars just truly continue to become a tool and other sickos end up like me. Yeah. And, and how many cars have you got? At the moment, uh, five and three motorbikes. <laughs> <laughs> and a minibike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're included in the motorbikes. Yeah. Shout out to... Army Bay Engineering. Army Bay Tim Engineering. O'Connor, Tim O'Connor, Hustler Mini Bikes. Go check out his page. It's fucking impressive. He yeah. hand builds them. You were just talking about him yesterday, and then I saw he liked something from Keep the Change, so we'll give him a free plug there. I yeah. uh, use the discount code Mikey14 for an extra 14% <laughs> on top of the cost. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay, so, so you got five, and why do you need more than one? So, yeah, that's a kind of where I was going. So, like, cars are not... They are a tool for me, and I need a car for purely just to get to and from work. Um, but, like, some days I'll go over 200 kilometres an hour on the way to work, so I like being able to do that. Is that on Gran Turismo or is that on, uh, on the Auckland motorway? <laughs> just, uh, I can't tell you where I do it, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, like, high speed and good brakes and handling and good noise and all of these things are like the next level after not wanting it just for a tool. And I started trying to think about that and found this other Stanford... No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, So I thought like, what is it that 
there's something about like tonight I'm going to go around to my parents' place and sit down and watch the Formula One qualifying and the V8 supercars. So like when I'm not driving, I'm thinking about driving, mm. and I'm like, what is that? And there's something something weird. So the very first motor vehicle was born by Mr. Benz, Mercedes Benz, Benz, in 1886. So this was the tool. It was like we know le- we we can do this without a horse. Um, so we'll, we've made this car, and then by 1894, the first motor race took place. What by when? Sorry. So first car 1886. Yeah. First motor race 1894. Wow. Yeah. Like we'd only just invented the car before we were like, I'm going to beat you at this. Sheesh. Yeah. And it become a huge thing. And as of today, Formula One's worth nearly $30 billion. Uh, Australian supercars, which are like just across the ditch that raced only in Australia, is worth about half a billion. Um, one in three adults in the world watch automotive content on YouTube. And I'm like reading this shit like, wow. And it's a massive... Oh, the other thing is the aftermarket parts industry globally is over a trillion dollars worth. Shit. So that's people that buy a car and then modify it. I'm like, I, this isn't stock standard ain't good enough. I want to... Yeah, like we need, to, we need some like neons under this bitch and we yeah. want to sack it on 20s and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did this as a young fella, mate. I had a little Mitsubishi Mirage and I went and, I went and brought pedals for it, like different and pedals. so <laughs> once... <laughs> different pedals. What was I doing? <laughs> Different like, like pedals. Metal ones with blue. Because you grip. feel like a race car driver. Maybe, yeah. yeah I'm a was fucking <laughs> idiot now that I think yeah. about it. <laughs> Probably cost so, me a whole paper run yeah. to get those as well. Yeah. Well, this is the this is the funny thing about it because what happens is I think naturally and and probably guys more than chicks, although there are some pretty impressive chicks coming up and racing now. Um naturally like going fast and being faster than someone is a form of sport and competition. Yeah. And if you can do it, uh, then you, you know, become a Formula One world champion, then you're like the greatest driver in the world as of the time. But when it comes back to uh, Luke <laughs> down in Dennyburg buying some pedals, <laughs> it's like a it's like you you're trying to to build your identity through your car. Mm. Which is it's like a piece of you. Yeah. And that's not marketing. That's because you're trying to be Max Verstappen and you know you can't really, so you're gonna try and pay the bill to do it. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm trying to skip some steps. Yeah, you're trying to skip a few steps yeah. for sure. Because <laughs> I will I will hear people tell me when they're driving, Oh fucking this dude passed me, man. I was like, I fucking gotta get him back. I'm like, What are you talking about? I'm like, What the hell? Like yeah. you're you're driving to a destination you were always going to how did that person trigger you so much yeah 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 but yeah, uh, you're, you're in the space of like give me an automatic an auto, autonomous car yeah like yeah. I, don't, I don't need this I want to be able to get on my laptop and do shit while I'm on the road <laughs> <laughs> I mean my favorite thing about the Tesla was when I accidentally pulled the lever down and then it just centered itself and started driving I was like oh, holy shit I'm like oh my god like this is amazing yeah and now I use I'd used it driving up here today. I was like, "Fuck! I'm not, I don't want to drive this in the middle of this two lanes. <laughs> do it, do it for me." Yeah. yeah, but I could take you for a drive in my car after this, and you'd you would be either close to spewing or want to get out. Yeah, probably and, that. Yeah, probably both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's uh, like some people are attracted to that, and others aren't. But mm. uh, I, one in three are. 
I do still like a nice car. Like every time I see an Audi R8, I don't know what that is. Maybe that was the first kind of car that mm. I saw growing up where someone told me how much it was and I thought, oh my God, really? Mm. Uh, and then I actually asked on a parking uh, car lot, I was like, what's the go of this car? And they're like, mate, everyone brings them back because you can only get two people in them. They're highly inconvenient. I'm like, but gee, they sound good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and still when I see them, I'm like, ooh, Audi R8. Yeah, Something yeah. about those for me. Yeah, um, well, they're... They're a sexy beast, right? Like they're mm. they've got Lamborghini running gear. They're they're gangster. Yeah, and they're only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars away. Oh, and it's very different. Very different from a Tesla, you know. <laughs> right, might start a GoFundMe page for Luke's <laughs> Audi R8. Admittedly, mate, like I do have a renewed uh, sense of respect for the motor vehicle type industry when I got my Mercedes, and. Like it did, it was, I've done a couple of pods around it, but it did, it's like, fuck, this is cool. And, and I felt safe and I'd gotten out of my, is the cam belt going to break in this car? I'm like, man, all those demons are gone to now mm. going, man, if I crash, there's going to be some airbags, there's going to be all sorts of shit going on. Yeah. But I went to a driver day and they're explaining the technology and Mercedes said, look, you know, we identified that in car crashes, one of the things that would happen on the other side is people would be safe, but they're like, now I've got a ringing in my ear, I burst my eardrum. Yeah, and they were like, "We've got to fix that. We've got to solve that." And they're like, "So now, when you crash, just before the airbags come into the cabin, and we just jam it full of pressure to protect you, we let off a white noise, a split second before the airbags go." Jesus, that's so, pretty clever. Yes, yeah. to activate your eardrum that something's about to happen, so then it's ready, and then bang, the 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 bags come at you, and you won't ble- blow your eardrum. And I sat there, and I was like, "Holy fuck, these people are smart." Yeah, yeah. So. This is like if you become a complete sicko like me, then you start respecting the engineering, the research and development that goes into it. Yeah. And, man, it is mind-blowing once you go down the rabbit hole of, like, the history of cars and then what each car maker believes is what should be right and how they build it. And, you know, like, I've got this old car. It's a 1991 Lexus LS400. And the motor is so smooth that they actually marketed with it. So it's built so smooth that they can put a glass of red wine on the engine with the bonnet open and rev the engine as hard as they want and the glass of wine doesn't move. Really? Yeah, and the whole thing was that they were building a car to take on the luxury sedans of Germany at the time, which was BMW and Merck and Audi, and they just smoked them out of the water. But Toyota and Lexus put a billion dollars of research and development into that one car in the late 80s. Sheesh, it's fucking 80s. mind-blowing. And then, you know, when you put the car on the hoist and look under it, and if you know what you're looking at, reasonably, you look at it and you're like, fuck, this is grunty stuff, eh? Like, they really went out of their way. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's quite amazing because really it's a consumable to be thrown out. Um, but it was so special that I still own it, you know? But the technology is, it continues to... a. a adapt and move forward right and then everybody benefits from the money spent on it because then we end up driving safer cars 100%. and it decreases the risk and then we yeah. probably don't get as much dopamine yeah 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 well you just, you. yeah I mean like if you drive around in a Corolla now and there's nothing wrong with that because like I encourage you to drive cheap cars to try and save money mm. but like if you drive that now it's much safer and more reliable and stops better you know than one 20 years ago um, but it's fucking boring like, I don't drive one because I need to be able to throw it into a corner at 100k and it go around. Yeah. 
um, and you get a, a I'm after that feeling as well as the transportation, the tool aspect of it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah. I, I wonder if many people have ever put, like, especially dudes that really want their type of car, mm. that there's something that they want. Like, I wonder if they've ever put some thinking into why it is that they want that. Yeah, well, it was really hard for me to explain because mm. I was like, fuck, there's not many people that love cars more than me. Yeah. Like, if you if you take... 100 photos of 100 different cars of just one piece of a body panel, I can tell you what car that is. Really? Yeah, like I'm disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know a lot about cars, yeah. Well, I've just, like, Dad was a mechanic. I've been around them, I've been brought up with them, I raced, I did, like, everything. I've just yeah. lived and breathed it apart from following his footsteps and being a mechanic. I've just been around them. You could probably make 100 grand a year, piece of piss, buying and selling cars. Easy. Like buying low, selling high, right? Did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. So what is it about the Lambo? Because I'd imagine if you can get a Lambo, you can have... The noise have and the look. So... I do like the look of that, yeah. Yeah, like the Lamborghini Aventador, somehow the outside and the inside looks like an F-35 jet fighter. Like, how did they build that and put it on four wheels? I don't know how they did it. It's so clever. Mm. Like, it's artwork and... It's engineering, you know, it's got like inboard suspension, the V12 sounds like a Formula One car from the 90s, um, and you can go and buy it and drive it out of the showroom, like it's just fucking gangster. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Maybe... You can hear them coming, like if we were standing out on the road and one went down K Road, I'd be like, oh, that's a Lamborghini Aventador. Like they just have this, like, woof, like the fuck yeah. is so cool. I can hear cars go past the office sometimes. And yeah, oh, that's still- Mikey! Yeah. <laughs> They'll still, I'm like, oh, well, why is that silent? Oh, it's another Tesla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll still make me turn around and, and yeah. have a look. And even when the dude brought the Merc off me and he smacked it into Sport Plus and I could just say like, wah, bah, wah, bah. Yeah. I'm like, fucking hell, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I did that three times and then yeah, gave yeah. up on it. Yeah. No, I probably did it more. But yeah, but, but it's a, there is something um, because like, what you know, there's a lot of people that, f- I was at the Formula One recently, right? 150,000 people were there on Sunday. Mm. It's a big event. It's three times the size of Eden Park, like jammed into probably, I don't know, similar size to Eden Park. Yeah. Um, because you can only sit in so many seats. But basically, like, every person there loves cars, and if you asked all of them what would be the one thing you could change about F1, they want the noisier cars back. Really? Yep. Wow. Everyone agrees. Even the Formula 1 drivers, they're like, what do you want? They're like V12s. Loud shit. V12s, not this turbo, like, V6 quiet shit. Yeah. Um, and th- so there's something about that. And the manufacturers know because Lexus um, did a deal with Yamaha, and Yamaha is actually a, a music company as well, to tune the sound of their supercar. So they literally got a music company to come in and tune the exhaust and the intake of, so it sounded right. Sheesh. So it's a lot of effort and time that goes into that, right? Yeah, so they're really playing to what? Must be in our DNA. Yeah, like it's really like understanding what the best is that someone wants and, you know, they've got to go out and do the marketing part of it, but the people that understand it go and pay stupid money for this stuff. When I watched the Formula One, I noticed that when someone makes a passing manoeuvre, like the crowd is cheering. Mm. So there's something in that competitive aspect as well, right? For sure, yeah. Yeah, like people are literally up off their feet like, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a... It's a... I think it, the sport aspect carries the motor vehicle a long way, right? Yeah. Um, 
and I think it's a a huge part of it. Like it's such a gigantic industry, mm. um, and you know Formula E isn't doing too good, mate. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm just putting this together in my head. Like you know when you can go you can go get a hot lap. So people. And you see them do it on the TV or whatever, and the person they take is always like, oh, they shit, like buzzing mm. out of how quick they're going. I wonder, because we're constantly being de-risked in our lives, like go 100Ks, maybe we'll take you back to 80Ks. Mm. And I'm sitting there thinking, but this car can go 300. Mm. Like, okay, maybe it can't on these roads or whatever, you know, I don't know enough, but like we're constantly being told, More take less bumps. risks. Yeah, I was about to say, I've got <laughs> down here, ask Mikey about Jutta bars. <laughs> Wind him up about Jutta bars. So we're being... Like wrapped in wool some more and de-risk and, and then the narrative's always like you're not responsible enough so yeah. you know you 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 can't do that yeah yeah so then when we get a chance to go and be a part of an environment where you can just break all those rules we're like holy shit look at this and it's like and everything's fine yeah you know, it's a massive level of risk but even if you're just sitting in the uh, passenger seat but then people do it for a living and then you know I'll watch the Formula One see how quick they're going I'm like holy shit look how quick they're going yeah 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 man like a hundred percent I mm. think um. Yeah, I mean, if you start me down like the speed limit shit, like I've got zero respect respect for the speed limit already, but lowering them after car companies, all they have done is made them safer, stop better, and handle and go around corners better is just fucked in my head. But all you're doing, in my mind, is dumbing down society yeah. over time, slowly. Why then do you think utes have become so popular? That's a tool. But I've got people that live in the city, like, I'm going to get the new Ranger. I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? That's probably a bit of marketing, eh? Yeah. I think um, I did read one article, not Stanford, uh, just like a news article, which was claiming that the status part of it, which is kind of the same as buying the V-Dub versus the Toyota. So you go buy a Ranger because you're a man, you've got muscles, and it looks better when you get out of the truck, you know? And then there's the, the extra version of the Raptor. Yeah, bigger again. They look pretty cool. Yeah, they are quite a good-looking truck. I would, mm. I wouldn't drive one, but yeah, they look cool. Now, whose is the ultimate driving experience? Pretty sure that's uh, BMW, right? Is that their slogan? Yeah, yeah. Which I guess that kind of sums it up. They're trying to sell the ultimate driving experience. Yeah. So they know that you want an experience when you drive, and so then they've said that we well, we are the ultimate. I think they've all got them in. I think Honda have uh, called. Power of dreams. Okay. So it's like it's your dream and powerful and all that kind of shit. They all play on that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is the marketing part of it. Mm. But at the end of the day, uh, like it just comes down to the feeling and and the multiple types of feelings that you get. Um, And one in three people, according to the science, get it. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Go out and get whatever car you want. Put it on tick. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Now, what? so what... Why Mikey uh, wanted to discuss this is because Mikey heard me talking to Carlos on the uh, 138 podcast. He asked me, what would you say to someone who's about to go out there and finance uh, a Ranger or a vehicle? And I just laughed. I was like, fuck, like, don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And then was trying to unpack why do I think people actually want to do that? Um, because I do think that we rush to want to get into a vehicle and, and debt like allows us to yeah. now as well, where yeah. we can actually go and get access to to vehicles that we can't actually afford right yep. now yep. and be able to pay for it. But we're like, no, but I can afford it because I can afford the loan repayments. And you're like, yeah, but you can't. But anyway, so then that's meant that cars are more accessible. And even, you know, you've said to me a couple of times, hmm, the economy feels faulty. Why? Oh, because way too many people are in nice cars. Yeah. Like that can't just yeah like happen. Yeah, no, no. That's all being dragged forward from the future. And I think we want to 
like show people that we're doing well or and and see then a, a car could then be like a status piece of that and what I think is unhealthy is that if you can't identify in yourself that that's why you're doing it yeah because there's no point like you do that you go and get the flash car to try and prove to people that you're somebody that you're not and then you actually realize that no one really cares and you get six months down the track and you're better just to actually like own it and go fuck I'm not that person and that doesn't matter I'm comfortable with who I am but one day I can still be that person, like I can get those things if I want to, but I should probably sort out my issues or my things that are driving me to want to pretend that I'm somebody who I'm not yet, Yeah. and then tidy that shit up, and then you literally will get the car, you'll get whatever yep. you want, or you might even get towards and be like, fuck, why did I even want to do that? Or your goal will be reset again. Yeah, 100%. It reminds me of, I think like a year ago, we did a pod on... Uh, using material success to your advantage. Mm. And it doesn't just have to be a car, right? It can be anything. And we we all have something that we want and we can't have yet. And the key is, is using that as a driver to continue your journey, but don't pull it forward too far, eh? Because you'll get in the debt trap. Yeah. It's really important because, like, you know, I could go and borrow and buy a Lamborghini, but I won't. Mm. Um, and I've already thought through the process of what I'm going to do. Like, like 50% of the reason why I do what I do and work so much is literally because of cars. Like I want a 15 car garage, it's going to be two stories, it's going to have electronic lift, it's going to be parked up so they're all clean, they'll all be on the second story so they can't get, I've already, they can't get stolen, I've already thought it all out. Can like, I come when you get the Lambo, the one the day when you get the Lambo? Do you want to pick it up with me? Like, oh, I, I just want to watch, I don't, yeah. I don't want to come in it, I don't want to like, yeah, you know, we'll, fuck, we'll go in mate, we'll <laughs> straight on the motorway. <laughs> I'll be like, nah mate, nah mate. Yeah, I'll be too scared. You know, if you... Can I drive it? Yes. Oh, you're going to be like, no. I've just got to find like a paddock with no curbs or something. <laughs> <laughs> put some plastic, in say, can we put some plastic wrapping around the rooms? But like having that, it might not be cars for you, it might be something else, mm. but having something like that, that literally is like, when you're having a bad day, I'm like, fuck, if I fucking go home right now, I won't get my RX-7 like, sorted or my Lambo or whatever. Yeah, you're like, RX-7 is going to have to stay on level one and someone could steal it. Yeah, exactly. So I've got to go to work and get this shit done because mm. it's got a reason behind it. And that, that's enough. Yeah, reasons, that, mate. That, I like it. That's enough to um, make it a good thing to want, eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, enough. as soon as... like, I'm actually in a position where I could rock in now and they would finance my car. Yeah. I could drive an Aventador like, literally by tomorrow. We could go there this Arvo. Yeah. You must be a little bit tempted. Oh, it'd be lying if I said I hadn't done the finance calculators, mate. <laughs> See what the cost is. I like your yeah. patience. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, a, this, this could be for people that are not into cars at all or whatever. But it's, it's no different to kids in a family or protecting your kids or getting them to a private school or getting them you know, to learn another language or something. You know, We've all got to find reasons that are strong enough to then keep dragging us forward to do things that we don't necessarily need to, but we're trying to stretch ourselves to get out of our comfort zone to then be able to do more and, and achieve what is actually possible for us. Yeah, 100%. Use them as drivers, whatever they are, and then be disciplined enough to to continue the journey and, and not bring it forward too, too quickly. I think my takeaway from this, mate, is that the reason that blokes and anybody wants a flash car is not just marketing. Um, so that's my takeaway. Beautiful. That's all I wanted to come in here and achieve. You yeah. beauty. You've convinced me. Let's go watch Fast and Furious. Yeah. Or should we head up to the? Uh, should we just go for? A, do you ever like go for a walk around the Lambo yard? 
Uh, multiple times, mate. I yeah. know a couple of the guys in there by the first name. Outstanding. <laughs> they must just be waiting at like, when, <laughs> when is he going to show up? Yeah. For, yeah. I like it, mate. Well, thank you for that bloody good insight. Uh, as always, team, we're not advocating for you to go out and rinse a whole heap of cash on <laughs> things that you can't afford. Yeah, definitely. Start with the Corolla. Get rid of the V-Dub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been marketed to there. Yeah. Save yourself some cash. Jesus, this is worse. That was grunty. <laughs> <laughs>